Hello, everyone, and welcome to the official United Tutoring Podcast. We're very excited to contribute this episode to Poetry Month. National Poetry Month is celebrated in April and was actually inspired by National Black History Month and Women's History Month. Created in 1996 for the Academy of American Poets, the month of April was dedicated to the achievement and dedication of poets all around America. To honor these poets, we would like to present you with some poems written by our very own United Tutoring and podcast team members. We hope you enjoy. The first poem that we received was written by James Butler, and it's called On the Edge. On the edge of hate, red and blue. So now we meet again, no shake of hands, high profile cases of officer brutality. I wallow in my, in my counter thoughts. This is where they wander. On the edge of hate, sidewalks top, God, anger, Lord, exhaustion, dry rainy streets quietly sell a hot rainy light. Sidewalks walk, oh, noise. Citizens distrust of the police, cops so white, on the edge of hate, negative stereotypes. It is true, some are more common than others. They do not form without reason. Does it make the race good or bad? One stereotype for all, on the edge of hate. Racism is a nasty word that conjures thoughts of oppression, deeds made by man because of creed. On the edge of hate, discrimination, another one, that binds our minds and sharpens tongues because of some elitist thought. That's unjust and plainly wrong. Fighting wars because of God, trampling on the under- underdog. But we have legislation to banish discrimination. Equal opportunity is the current phrase, our incantation. On the edge of hate, the rules and laws are needed where some of us would dare to think in ways that denigrate others on this earth, our place. Racism? There's just one human race, no matter what form the face and discrimination, a faculty we all possess to just separate from bad from best. Discrimination would be good if it were used for what it does, revealing what unites all of us. The colors of the world all join as one, for the Lord is our shepherd and we were his son. Christ made all man in the likes of him. So please let us get away from the end. Personally, um, I feel like kind of the overall idea of that poem is is pretty obvious. Um, Discrimination, um, possibly a little bit of using kind of religious beliefs to to justify discrimination. It's it's definitely obvious where the speaker is talking about how racism is such a harsh word. And I don't think a lot of people understand what racism, what oppression is. We're all one, right? No matter what our skin color is, no matter who we talk to, no matter what our race is, no matter what we believe in, we're all we're all the same thing. We all come from the same place. We're all here for a reason. So there's really no reason to be discriminatory. My favorite part actually is where he talks about discrimination, why it's good and what it should be used for, because it reveals what unites us all. The the constant ideas of how we're all kind of related in that sense, where we're all the same, we're all equal. So yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. The next poem is known as Failure and is written by Sriyavanshi Kwaningo. Failure is the wound that everyone tries to hide. It's a sound that is always by your side, a way of your thoughts that you need to push away. It eats you inside and snatches away your pride, laughs at you when you fall, and when you cannot get up, it makes you feel small. But now you need to slap it back and get out of that dirt track wear your shoes, and keep walking with your booze. I think that this poem has like a really meaningful meaning because like I agree that 
even if failure comes, you need to like try to fight it. And whenever you like get back up after a failure, I think that it makes you stronger than before. Although there may be some bruises, like the poem said, I think it'll make you stronger than before and lead you on to a better path. The next poem was written by Shazio Fahim and is called My Supportive Family. My Supportive Family. Siblings, cool, affectionate, amazing, daring, loving. They are those who support you a lot. Caring, accepting, understanding, trustworthy, compassionate parents. I think this one is kind of, once again, it's a pretty obvi- obvious kind of meaning. Being close to your family is one that's something that's super important. I mean, personally, I'm not the closest with my family. Um, being able to see people be so close to their family is really great, though. I think this poem specifically really shows the good things about it. Um, the understanding, accepting, being there for one another. It's like having friends that you're related to, which is obviously awesome. You're surrounded by your family so often. Being able to be close to people is always just a really great benefit in, in general, especially when it comes to family life. And this poem is written by Nevaeh Garrett and is known as Unfixable. I wish I could lie and say I was okay. And for once, someone would believe it. They wouldn't see how much I'm struggling, how much I'm hurting, how much I just wish for once I could be happy. That maybe, just maybe, I could be okay. I've always dreamed of having a perfect life, being happy, finding someone who for once understood just how hard it is to just be me. How much I just wish that I could have quit, could have ended it in the mere seconds that my life wouldn't even be worthy of. Don't you get it? I'm too much of a coward to give myself what I believe I deserve. Do you know how hard it is to feel like every breath you take is another way added to the pain that's never ending? To the heart that I wished could be fixed, It's once perfect and unbroken exterior turned into a pile of shattered glass and empty space because now I'm unfixable, I'm hopeless, and maybe I deserve to be. I think that lots of people like go through hard times just like this poem mentioned where there might be times that they may be in despair and feel like nothing can be fixed. But I think that in those hard times, there's always a solution that you can use to get back up and get on the right track and try to amend those problems and try to think of life as a more happier place. The next poem is called Chance and is written by Rayan Aldoki. I was in France and by circumstance, I looked in a window and took a glance at people doing a prance. I got lost in the trance. I knew I had to take a chance. I decided to join the dance. It was a whirlwind of romance. The time I advanced and enhanced. Now I am the lead in the dance, all because I took a chance. I feel this poem is, once again, I feel like a lot of them are pretty obvious in their general ideas. Taking a chance is always a good thing. Obviously, there are some times where you don't want to take a chance. But I feel no matter what you do, a chance is always good for you, whether it's it turns out to be bad in the end or if it turns out to be great. It's always a learning experience. If I took the chance to sign up for a school I didn't think I'd get into, and then I got into it, then that's a great chance. If I didn't, then, okay, now I learn from that. What what do I need to fix? What do I need to improve on? I feel that this one is, is overall just really good for that general kind of where it's always okay to take a chance. You can kind of see in the beginning how at first the speaker is a little bit like, okay, well, they're doing a dance. That's cool. 
And then it's like, oh, I thought that was so awesome. Let me let me get involved. Let me take a chance and join and being a part of something that maybe I've never thought about being a part of before. The next poem is composed by Shazia Fahim and is called My Family. My parents are my life and they mean everything to me. You will feel happy and satisfied when you are near family. Fun times together all day, every day. Always will be together. My younger brothers are annoying, but they are fun to play with. I love my family so much. Loves me more than anything in the world. You are the luckiest person to have a family. I personally agree with this poem that you're the luckiest person to have a family because I think that family is a really like valuable place where you can be whoever you are, where they can accept you. And although there may be sometimes an argument between a family member, you always go through it and you always like forget about it and have more fun times together. So I think that family is really valuable and I agree with the poet Lucas. The next poem is Perfect Illusion by Nevaeh Garrett. Perfect Illusion. Illusion. My perfect illusion. The perfect trick to play upon someone of my stature. Someone of my stability. Someone who's just as broken as the rest and truly nothing special. Perfection. Having no flaws, no issues, no worries, no bothers. Perfection is the only word I can think of to describe someone like you. Someone so utterly flawless, but not. Flaws, issues, sometimes unchangeable, sometimes unresolvable. Something I knew everyone had until you, until I saw you. Why did it have to be you? The one so perfectly imperfect, imperfect, having flaws, having issues, having worries, having doubts, having blemishes. How could one be so perfectly imperfect? such a perfect illusion, a perfection, a perfect trick to play on someone with perfections. The imperfections you hide so well, hid so well, until your eyes fell upon me. Perfectly imperfect, us. It describes us, describes just you, describes just me, describes us. We make a perfect illusion, an illusion I want to be stuck in forever, an illusion that's never ending. When I wrote this, I was admittedly kind of in a, in a time where I was really down about a lot of things. When I when I write poems, I'm usually sad. That's where I get a lot of my kind of inspiration. I think what I was thinking of is a lot of friendships that I have where you you kind of idolize people that you're really close to, where you look up to them and you see things that you don't see in yourself. And then sometimes you're a little bit disappointed because you, you make all these expectations for someone that they can't reach. And then as soon as that perfection that you once thought they had is gone, everything turns into that illusion. And when I talk about it being a perfect illusion, it's because I saw that person as so perfect that as soon as it wasn't, I wanted to stay in it. So I didn't have to think about kind of the repercussions of what of what happened, what they did, whatever kind of made, made them not so perfect anymore. I, th- I think definitely a lot of people don't kind of consider the fact that perfection is an illusion in general. No matter what or who you think is perfect, it, perfectionism isn't something that can legitimately be there. And all these kind of false things that you build into your mind, at some point, it's going to turn into that perfect illusion, the, the flaws, perfectly imperfect imperfections that everyone has. That's what I wrote about, kind of knowing or noticing that at the end of the day, no one can really be perfect. 
and no matter what you do, if you want to idolize someone as perfect, in the end, you'll most likely be let down. Not because they can't be the best that they can be, but because you you set your expectations so high when you think perfection that they're unreachable for anyone. Uh, the next poem is written by Vanessa Damani and is called Find Me. Don't search for me. I'm in every moving breeze of the wind and in every rushing wave of the ocean. Don't search for me. I'm in the shaking whisper of your lips and in the gentlest of your breath. Don't search for me. I'm in that fleeting moment that everyone wished lasted longer. Don't search for me. I may not always be here, but I'm there. The next poem is by Nvea Garrett, um, and it's called I Was. I was, okay. I really was. Maybe it was forever ago. Maybe it was never. Maybe it was a dream. But I was. I was, okay. Until I wasn't. And when I wasn't, I never was again. This one, once again, is another one that I wrote when I was sad. <laughs> um, I think one thing that I was trying to kind of translate is when something bad happens to you, automatically you feel like there's no hope for anything good to happen. Definitely. I don't see myself as a pessimist. I'm, I, I like to say that I'm a realist. Um, I, I always look at the what I think is realistic, um, and usually that turns out to be the pessimistic side of things. That's kind of what this is inspired by. Something bad happens, and then as soon as it does, you think that your whole life isn't going to be the same anymore. I know as a kid, I was always super happy. Um, and growing up, obviously, things change, and sometimes you don't get used to those changes. And I think that was kind of what really made me want to write it. I feel like a lot of people feel that way too. Um, when something bad happens to you, it's either it's your fault or it's never going to get better. Like, don't think that way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And when I say I never was again, was I again or will I be again? Most likely it just might take time. This poem is called Intercom and is written by Scarlett Afa. What's up with all those principles, mom? It looks, it's like you've become an incessant intercom. Her lean fingers, chapped and resilient, her mind packed and brilliant. And although she never failed to sneak in a life lesson amidst arguments, she still found the sound to arrive at a shared ground and mound amendments. Take this as a principle. Your ability to look forward and forget the past like it doesn't last will be your only way to carry on onward. Mom, I was only saying, if only I'd done more surveying out of quiet fretting. She captured my hand, the slight breeze that provided ease vanishing, her chapped fingers lightly tickling me as she confidently sang, take this as a principle. Maintaining your will to strive for a better tomorrow is your greatest pill, for it will vanquish all your sorrow. Okay, seriously, I appreciate it and all, but it's not like I've stumbled and hit a wall. Later on in the year, I offered, take this as a flowchart, a guide to my mind for your worrisome heart. I don't need a single principle, mom. Perhaps I only need you, my intercom. The next poem is called Only Memories and is written by Mero, aka Amara. When the nights are long and the stars are few, I close my eyes and think of you. I cherish every moment that we spent. Dreams are the closest now we'll ever get. If love alone could save you, I promise you never would have gone. You didn't go alone. Most of my soul went along. The day God called you home, my heart broke into two. One filled with heartache, the other died with you. Without me, God seems unknown, as though there isn't much be shown. I still hear your voice calling my name. There's nothing much left apart from pain. 
Every member of you is a test of my faith. My only wish is to see you smile again. You said 10 heels, and we should be satisfied in his will. But this time, it's time that stands still. To me, you will always be alive. Till there are stars in the sky, till the oceans all run dry. Your love and wisdom is still my guide, and in my heart you'll forever reside. Unseen, unheard, yet always by my side. The worst thing about life is it must go on. But the best is it won't last long, and to God we all belong. I feel this one, um, once again, kind of a clear idea. I'm assuming that this person lost someone, and, and now they kind of feel betrayed by their faith, whatever they believed in. As someone who's, I've never really lost someone close to me. Um, I've gotten scares of it. And I think definitely it's, it's one of the worst feelings ever to, to think that you're going to lose someone after you don't really consider the fact that you're going to lose someone one day. Like we all, we all, we all think people are going to be around forever, whether it's our parents or our friends or, or, or even ourselves, right? I don't think that a lot of us really cherish the time that we have with people. And I think that some of us need to start, including myself. This one is obviously really heartfelt, um, especially when it, when it talks about that they'll always be alive in their heart. I think that was one of my favorite parts where they talk about how no matter what happens, you'll always be alive to me um, until the oceans all are dry and all of that stuff. So I think they definitely are translating their point in the best way possible through, through getting it out through writing. The last poem is called Land of the Free, written by Therese Nady. Okay, so I'm not gonna play that one because it's not gonna come through the, the speakers the right way. Um, so I feel this poem is, is obviously pretty heartfelt, pretty close to home. Um, I'm a mixed person. So there's definitely a lot of things in this that we see, I guess, that, that you can kind of relate to in a way. We talk about being free all the time. Oh, America is the most free country there is, or we're so lucky. And of course we are, but there are so many limitations to what we call freedom that it, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's freedom whether that be racism that so many people face, discrimination that so many people face, oppression that so many people face. I feel that this is kind of really showing you is what we call free, actually freedom. We see the constant growth of everything that's happened over history. But after all of this learning, what has changed other than starting out as slaves, right? We were not there anymore, which is awesome. But what has changed personality-wise? Sure, not everyone is the same. But I feel we see this constant sign of oppression, a constant sign of lessening what oppression is like or racism is like um, and all that kind of stuff. So I think this one is also um, something that's really close to home as well. Um, and to a lot of people, you don't have to be someone, a person of color to be able to relate to this, too. Um, I'm sure there are other ways that people can feel that they're not free, um, whether that means sexuality wise, religiously, gender wise. There's tons of ways that you can feel that you're not free. Although this one does talk more so about person of color wise, um, there are definitely other ways that you could relate yourself to this that aren't just involved with the color of one's skin or, or everything that someone's had to go through because of something. So the last thing that I really want to talk about um, is National Poetry Month. I think that it's a really awesome month. Um, I know that it's passed a little bit ago. Obviously, some things are going to take a little bit of time. But if you are ever interested in writing poetry or like, and you don't think that your poetry is good enough, poetry has no standards. You can write whatever you want and call it poetry. My favorite thing about poetry is being able to interpret it into your own idea, into your own opinion, into your 
own views. Um, and that's one of my favorite parts. So poetry can be whatever you want. You can turn a sentence into poetry just by separating a couple lines and, and moving it around. It doesn't have to rhyme. It doesn't have to be in a perfect format. Just if you put your feelings on a piece of paper and you want to call it poetry, then you can call it poetry. So a couple fun facts about poetry um, are the beginning of poetry in America began in the 17th century during British colonization. Um, and colonists would voice their opinions about the British crown and poems, among other pieces of literature that they wrote. Shakespeare, an English poet, contributed greatly to poetry with his great literature during the 16th century. Some of his famous poetry includes, Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Let me confess that we too must be twain, not from the stars to our judgment clock. So those are a few fun facts about poetry. If you are interested in poetry, that's awesome. I hope that you have fun reading through poetry, writing poetry, doing whatever you enjoy with poetry. Thank you all for listening. Um, you can follow all of our social medias, which are all linked on our Spotify and all of our other poetry channels. And we hope to see you guys next time.